0: Hello flamethrowers, Shereen here. Thank you for joining us on this very important hot take on what I call the baseball. I know nothing about this and today you may or may not have heard that my newly loved Toronto Blue Jays are no longer in the playoffs, something I actually don't understand and how that transpired and how the playoffs work if you actually even call it that, which is why I invited baseball expert Camilla Hinkson to the show. Hello Camila. Hello, Shereen. So let me tell you a little bit about this fabulous person. Camilla Hinkson is a staff editor covering Major League Baseball, and before joining The Athletic, she worked at the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation based in Montreal. She loves jelly beans, Justin Bieber discography, and I won't even begin to tell you her feelings on poutine because I'm already so conflicted about everything. (laughs) Camilla, I don't understand the baseball. I let me let me be real with you. I'm a hockey and soccer fan. I have no business being this upset about sport in September. What is ha- is I didn't even know if we were going to the playoffs and the weird thing is the Blue Jays didn't even know that they were going to the playoffs either. What what is this?
1: It's mess is what it is. It's just absolute mess.
0: Where where should I start? Where do you want me to start? Okay, I do understand there's a thing called Major League Baseball. Yes. MLB. And underneath, underneath that, there's American League, and there's the National League. Correct. That's all I got.
1: Okay. All right. So there are 15 teams in each league, and oh boy, here comes the math. Um, so 10 teams make it into the postseason, except. The first games of the postseason are what they call the wild card. So this didn't always exist. It's a fairly new in the history of baseball because baseball goes back decades and decades and decades. But So it's a fairly new invention, this wild card, and it's a play-in game where two teams basically, two, the two teams with the best records that didn't win their divisions So I should maybe back up and say that the AL and the NL are divided into three divisions, East, West, and Central. So the champions of the East, West, and Central make it to the playoffs, to the postseason, and then the two teams with the next best records face off in the wildcard game. It is a one-game playoff. Winner gets to move on, and I think they play the top seed in their respective league. So that's what the the Blue Jays were, the Blue Jays were fighting to make it into the wild card
0: game. So they hadn't even reached that point yet.
1: No. So the Blue Jays play in the American League East, which was a pretty stacked division this year. There are five teams per division. And so basically the, the winner of that division was the Tampa Bay Rays and then the teams that the Blue Jays were kind of jockeying for position with to get into the wildcard game of those teams, there were three other teams of the three. Two of them were also from the American League East. So for all there are four teams, four of the five teams in the American League East finished the season with 90-plus wins. So it was a pretty stacked division, and the competition was it was fierce, pretty fierce all year. The Jays, so, so everybody, <laughs> the Red Sox weren't really, you know, no one really thought that they were going to challenge for anything. And then they ended up being better than everyone thought. The Yankees ended up being worse than everyone thought and really struggled all year. The Jays, I would say probably were underperformed a little bit, but they get a bit of a pass because their core is so young. They're Their big players are kind of young, so that's kind of the caveat there. It's like, well, they struggled, but they're young. So they had trouble kind of finding their footing until they came back to Toronto, which is a whole other thing we could talk about after. Um, And the Rays just kind of had the pedal to the metal the whole season. Uh, Came in first fairly easily. And the other team that rounds out the AL East is the Orioles, and they're awful, awful, like very, very bad. Um, so yeah, so the Jays were kind of fighting to get into the postseason with the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Mariners. And there were just so many different scenarios. I saw like a graph, which basically like broke down yesterday, yesterday being Sunday, the last game, the last day of the season, what all the different possibilities would be if these two teams won, but these two teams lost and this would happen. And and it was it's enough to Give you at least a pretty acute headache, if not, just like explode your brain
0: so that that Winona rider meme Jeff thing of her looking at the math, <sighs> that's me trying to talk to you about this because I don't. Like soccer's fairly simple. You have a certain amount of games. you have a bracket, and you follow it. Like, this is loops and turns and different divisions meeting here. And how do baseball fans manage? Has it always been like this? Because you said the wild card, it was it's fairly recent.
1: There was a year, I think about 10 years ago, where the last day of the season was absolute pandemonium. But it it doesn't usually shake out this way, at least from in like my recent memory, like... there was just so much chaos yesterday. Like so many things still needed to be decided by the games, like coming right down to the wire. There was a possibility that there would have been another game today if things didn't, didn't get resolved in a tidy way, but it just, it turned out that everything, everything kind of wrapped up with a neat little bow. There was the, the, the maximum chaos that, that some people were rooting for didn't come to pass, but there was real potential for just a nightmare. I was going to swear, just a can, nightmare situation, <laughs> a shit show. It could have been a shit show, but it wasn't. And it's not. I don't think it's usually this way. Usually, things are pretty, pretty clear cut by by one sixty two by the last game of the season. So this year was a
0: a treat, a treat. So one of our co-hosts, Doctor Amir Rose Davis. She's all up in there with the Red Sox because she's she's from Massachusetts. So that's her thing. Right. So she loves chaos. So she's excited about this. And I have anxiety. This is not good for me. And when I, I texted you and I said, what is this? And friends, I need you to understand this quote and the profound nature of this quote. I was like, why is baseball so stressful? Oh, Camila Hinkson replies, oh, Jesus, baseball is a special kind of pain. And I do really appreciate you breaking this down because this is extraordinarily stressful. And like I said, you want to leisurely fall. You know, you want to have your pumpkin spice latte. You want to, like, walk around in your your oversized scarf and whatever else people do out there. This is just, it's really stressful. Like, Toronto beat the Baltimore Orioles last night. And still, we did not know if they were going to go forward. My question is, what kind of stress does this actually put on the players?
1: I can't even imagine. I mean, they knew coming into that game yesterday that they had to win. If they lost, it would have been over. Um, so they knew what they had to do. And they were kind of on a roll on Saturday. They won, I think it was 10 something. They scored a lot of runs. They won. And so, you know, and as Afro mentioned, unfortunately, the Baltimore Orioles, this iteration of the Baltimore Orioles, they're not a very good team. Um, So, you know, they came in yesterday and they they got the job done. They're like a confident bunch. And when they're hitting, they really are rolling. And they, you know, George Springer hit a grand slam and you're like, all right, this is I think they won 12-4. And, you know, they did their part. And it was almost immediate. It's actually a bit heartbreaking because the, so what had happened was you're watching the game from home as I was doing and you're scoreboard watching. You're like, what are the Yankees up to? What are the Mariners up to? What are the Red Sox up to? And the Yankees won their game, won nothing um, in the final inning. So we knew that the Jays were still playing. We knew that the Yankees had won. And so what they needed was for the Red Sox to lose. The Red Sox were losing, and then they came back to tie the game. So it was 5-5 when the Jays game ended. So, you know, you're watching the broadcast, and they're like, we're going to take you to Boston now so you can watch the end of this game. The The Red Sox were playing – sorry, we're going to take you to Washington. They were in Washington playing the Washington Nationals, and <laughs> they cut to that game. And I think it was like less than five minutes later – Raphael Devers on the Boston Red Sox hit a two run home run and everyone was just like, ah, well it's over. (laughs) Like, it's just the most like anticlimactic just like, okay, we got a shot. Nope. Just absolutely shut that down like five minutes after the Jays had this very resounding win. Um, so it's not, it's not good. Just was not good. The vibes were bad. Um, and, you know, the the Sox were the visiting team. So that means they bat first in the inning. The home team has a chance to come back and win it. But the Washington Nationals also not a very good team this year, or at least this version, the second half version of the team. And they did not come back. They lost. And, uh, and that was it. That was it. So it was, it was a real roller coaster where it was like, we got a shot. We got a shot. We, up, we have no shot. It's over. It's done.
0: So I kept hearing people say that this team at some point is contingent on this team winning or losing. And like, I understand that's how sports work and that's how st- stats and things and in games and results work. But it's also, it feels mildly unfair that one's own result is, and, and it's, I'm not saying this specifically about baseball, but just generally a philosophical discussion, if we may, um, do you feel that this is, you know, the best way to move forward in playoffs? Like, generally, like, sure, let's use baseball as that example. That other teams' results is the decider. Like, there must be a way to not do this.
1: It's tough. I mean, in this case, you know, it was pretty straightforward in the sense that it was the record, right? It it The math determined who got in at the end of the day. So, you know, their fate was kind of not in their own hands, which is the the sports cliche. But um, I think the thing about baseball, and and I was thinking about this when I told you, like baseball is a specific kind of pain. Um, What was really getting me about it is that it's 162 games. Like every time people talk to me, about baseball, they're like wow, there's so many baseball games. I'm like, there are 162 games in a season. It starts at the end of March. It finishes in early October. It is so long, and to think that, you know, after all of that, it came down to 162, and even after all of that, you're like, you know, the Jays went on a real tear in the in mid September. They were doing real well and you know just like just the the hope the high that you get from that to then have it all come crashing down like 5 minutes after the game starts it's ju- or ends after the game ends pain that is pain <laughs> that is pain you know but but the flip side to that is that at the end of august you know the the narrative around the jays was i mean i i will tell you i let's not talk about the narrative I was in Toronto. I was talking to my dad and he was like, are the Jays going to make the playoffs? And I was like, don't think so. Like it really didn't seem like a possibility. Their playoff odds were like less than 10%. Like it didn't seem like it was going to happen. And then, you know, two weeks kind of turn that all around. So then you get your hopes up again. And then two weeks later, it's over.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I will say that I coincidentally started enjoying this team and supporting them in the end of August. So for me... It was great. Like I went to a couple of games, and it was like I saw the Twins play. Like I saw the game against the Orioles, and I was like, "Wait a minute, we're good here." And then the hype started. You know how lit Toronto gets when anyone starts winning anything around here. So, because I mean, the Leafs ain't going to win anything. We know that, but like, I think it's just you know, it's it was it's exciting and it's riveting for. Because baseball fandom is a different type of p- fandom altogether, like the support. And you're right. Like it's it, there's a lot of games in the season. So like many that's games. They play like three times a week. At minimum. Minimum. It's
1: it's crazy. It's crazy. I love it. But it's nuts. It, there's so many games.
2: Every deep playoff run starts with building an amazing team. Doing the same for your business doesn't take a room full of scouts. You just need Indeed. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because with virtual interviews, Indeed saves you time. You can message, schedule, and interview top talent all in one place. Indeed knows that when you're growing your business, you have to make every dollar count. That's why when you sponsor a job, you only pay for quality applications from resumes in our database matching your job description. Visit indeed.com slash blue wire to start hiring today. Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Has this always has this sport Camila always been your go-to? Oh, that is such that is
1: that is a question. So, I started playing softball um when I was about 7 and when I was 7, the Montreal Expos still existed. Um my dad, bless him, always used to try and get me to sit down and watch the Expos. You want to be a good softball player, watch the game on TV and I was like no thanks I'd rather just play um so I was not an Expos fan um had no real interest in watching the game I all I wanted to do was be on the field uh the Expos left and I was like bye <laughs> see ya um uh but but softball you know I started when I was 7 I still haven't stopped I'm 30 will be 32 so um So softball was always my thing. And then there was a year where I lived in Toronto. Um, I went to Toronto for a job. And that was the first year, you know, as an adult where I lived in a town where there was a baseball team. So I went to a couple games and uh, I was like, this is, I like this. This is my, this is, this speaks to me. Um, Obviously, because I was a softball player, it shouldn't have been rocket science, but I was like, oh wait, yeah, this is cool. So that's when I started kind of getting into the baseball. Um, so it's, you know, the sport, the sport has always been, or, you know, softball is not the same sport, but the, the basis of it. I've always been obsessed with it uh, from time. But coming around to Major League Baseball took me a little while, but I'm here
0: now. I'm firmly entrenched. I mean, I love that for you. I'm so happy I have access to your knowledge because I'm just like, I don't, I don't. And you know, I have a couple other people on my, on my advisory committee for baseball, for the baseball advisory committee. (laughs) Melissa Doldren, friend of the show, and Gelani Morgan, like photographer, I'm like, what is happening here? I didn't dare message them last night because everybody was stressed, so I I did not. <laughs> I just got a sad face this morning from Mal, um, and I just you know, and and they grew up loving it, like Gelani in particular grew up playing, like loves it, and, and and Melissa, who's actually been on this show before in a old well, Patreon segment, is the Massage therapist associated with the Blue Jays, so like I think that that's that's amazing. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, there's a culture there that I really like, and I'm kind of getting into. And like you know, going to what I will forever call the Sky Dome. I know it's called the Rogers Center, but I'm old enough to know it as the Sky Dome. Baseball, the baseball is fun, and in Toronto, the baseball is really fun. Fun fact, I also knew of the Montreal Expos. I'm predisposed genetically to love Montreal teams. So grew up loving the Expos. I found out recently, I did not know this, UP was actually the mascot of the Expos and got adopted by the Montreal yes. Canadians when the Expos shut down. And where did they move to? Washington. They were the team Washington. that
1: did not... It's like a big joke yesterday on the internet that the... The former Expos needed to help out the Blue Jays, um, and they did not. And then the possible new Expos, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, needed to help the Blue Jays by beating the Yankees, and they did not. Uh, so montreal, Montreal-associated montreal teams, however loosely you want to debate how, how that association is loose or whatever, uh, did, did not come through for Toronto yesterday, which, like, are we surprised? <laughs> sorry everyone but I don't know
0: that chaos. But, you know chaos um so if any of our listeners want to start enjoying the baseball where do you suggest people start is there a team is there a baseball for dummy fans or for baseball fandom for dummies kind of thing is is there anything like that that we can oh man that is such a good question I would
1: suggest First and foremost, if you want to get into it, find a friend who likes it and have them kind of shepherd you. All of my friends who are not baseball fans always tell me, like, I j- I'm not interested in this, but I will listen to you talk about it, um, which, like, that's a decision. But but I will say that I've heard from non-baseball fans that it, it the enthusiasm will rub off on, you know, the enthusiasm is palpable. So if you can find someone who's into it and who's nice and patient and will explain things to you, because not all fans are like that, for better or for worse, that might be a good place to start. Um, in terms of teams, man, I would... I mean, the Blue Jays are a great team to get in, you're kind of getting in on the ground floor with them because they are, as aforementioned, um, young, like a young team. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is coming into his star powers. Um, He destroys baseballs. And if there's anything I have learned people who aren't super into baseball like, it's they like to see people hit and hit home runs. And Vladimir Guerrero does that a lot. Bob uh, Bouchette does that a lot, another player on the Blue Jays. So they're exciting. They're, they're fun and they're exciting and they're a good team to get into because they're expected to be fun and exciting for the foreseeable future, let's say, for the next couple of years. So if you want to be like, I was there from the start, the Blue Jays might not be a bad place to, to start. Um, I would also say, this with a big asterisk, the San Diego Padres, the San Diego Padres were so much fun last year. They really, the pandemic, bad times. We know this baseball was delayed a little bit, but it did. They did end up having like a 60 game season and the Padres were just so much fun to give you an idea. They were nicknamed slam Diego because they just kept hitting. They have another star in Fernando Tatis junior, another junior, um, Their dads know each other. Vladdy and Fernando's dads know each other. They've known each other for a long time. They're both from the Dominican Republic. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. is just a joy to watch. Just an absolute joy. He also murders baseballs. He's a good fielder. It's just just good times. So the, the Padres did not have a good end to 2021. So remains to be seen what happens next year. But I would say... If you're looking for like a West Coast team, that would be a good team to watch almost solely, but not entirely for Fernando Tatis Jr. You know
0: what? Brenda, another co-host of the podcast, Dr. Brenda Elsie, loves the Padres. And she will be so happy that you mentioned that. And Brenda, I didn't put her up to this. So this is this is so perfect for the show. But I do appreciate this because what we want to do is, you know, we'd like to give. We do a lot of soccer on here. We talk WNBA. We talk NBA. So I like, and there's football, the American kind. Um, that's not proper football, but we talk about that a fair bit. So I appreciate you coming on. You know, we're coming a little bit out of our wheelhouse Here And I love that this is your expertise. So thank you so much for coming on the show to explain that. Of course, I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. Any playoff predictions? Oh, man. Someone just asked me this and I was like, I hate making predictions. For your dad.
1: What would you tell your dad? That is such a good question because he's going to be asking me. He's going to be like, you want to bet? I'm like, no, dad. I do (laughs) not want to bet you because I don't want to (laughs) lose. Um okay. Do we want like Okay, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. We're just going to go for it. I'm just going to go for it. I'm not going to think too hard about this. I think the AL champ will be the Tampa Bay Rays. They are just very very good. They are very good. And they will play in the first round of the playoffs. They will play an opponent from their division, so I think they'll be able to handle that. I think they'll be able to handle it. So I think the AL champ will be once again, they were the champ last year, champs last year, the Tampa Bay Rays. I think out of the NL, I'm gonna go with my gut here and say the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers and the Giants were kind of locked in this battle that also came down to Sunday, one sixty game one sixty-two, to see who was gonna be top in the NL West and the Giants won and the Giants were not expected to be very good this year. And they surprised everyone and won it. Oh, they won 107 games. This year. Um, the Dodgers won 106. Um, I usually will go with the underdog, but I just think that the Dodgers are going to get so fed up. Like they're just going to be like, how did we not crush the Giants this year, how did we end up in this wild card game that I think if they can get past the wild card game, they're just going to, I think they're going to go off. So I think we're going to get a Dodgers, Dodgers, Rays, World Series again, because that's what happened last year. And I think the Rays win it this year. There we go.
0: Okay. Okay. And you know what? That's okay. I'm not super partial to Tampa because they took away the Stanley Cup from the Canadians. So, but that's okay. You're right. I I, right?
1: I totally forgot about
0: that. Yeah. So I'm not feeling Tampa Bay, but I can pretend to know. I always thought the Dodgers, I associate them with Brooklyn because when I was there a couple of years ago, I went to an exhibit on baseball. Weren't they the Brooklyn? I know we're delving into history here. They used to be the Brooklyn Dodgers, no? Many, many, many moons ago. Many years ago. So anyways, I think of them in my head as Brooklyn and I should stop doing that because I think I'm 50 years out. But anyways, my point is we're suddenly, you know what? You have made me a Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Dodgers, an LA Dodgers fan. You've made me a Dodgers <laughs> fan now, Camila. So I thank you in absence of my Jays because the, the flamethrowers know Marcus Simeon was everything to me. Because I just found out about him six weeks ago, so clearly it's like a very <laughs> tried and true thing. Just um, <laughs> shaking her head for all those accounts, she's just shaking her head. You know, the, like Marcus Simeon is a great
1: choice. Another great choice for a player who you want to hit your wagon to. A hundred percent. I will just tell you really quickly: he was on the Oakland A's for a long time. He's from the Bay Area, and then you know, they did him dirty. We'll just say that. They did him a bit dirty and he ended up on the Blue Jays and then he went off. That is, that's what you want. It's like the perfect story, right? Like they were like, thanks, but no thanks. And he was like, I'm, going to, I'm taking my talents to Canada to the Blue Jays who played a lot of games in America and then to Canada.
0: And he's a free agent now. So we hope he stays here. So flamethrowers, director, energy to Robbie Ray, pitcher Robbie Ray staying. And... To Marcus Simeon because I need to be happy. Camila, it was a joy to have you on. Please come on anytime. Talk about the baseball. Love to talk about the baseball. Clearly, okay. <laughs> talk too much about the baseball. I would
1: love to be back whenever you need.
0: And say hi to your dad from us, and also let us know how that bet goes. But lastly, where can our listeners find you and your work?
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so right now that's uh, at theathletic.com. Lots of playoff postseason baseball stuff coming. And you can always follow me on Twitter. But like, that's
0: that's not smart. It's just a lot of dumb thoughts.
1: (laughs) If dumb thoughts are your thing, follow
0: me on Twitter. I mean, you're an essential part of my baseball Twitter, <laughs> which is literally the three of you, plus Stacey May Fowles, friend of the show as well. So that's, re- oh, John Lott as well. But all like Blue Jay people. I only really listen to Blue Jay and Hazel May. That's amazing. So um, again, thank you so much for being. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the season. I'm going to have a great
1: time. I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we insert save your tears by the weekend primo song love it